Welcome to WMTMW, podcast where we talk with members of the Bucknell community about what matters to them and why. Today we're going to talk with Maddie Scapano, executive president of the Bucknell student government, and Bernie Marimus, the class president for the class of 2024. Each of them is going to tell us what matters to them and why, talk about transitioning to school in the midst of COVID time and all these wonderful things. So glad you're with us. My name is Maddie Scapano. I'm a sophomore at Bucknell University. I'm majoring in neuroscience with a minor in French. And I actually just ran in the election for the executive board of BSG, and I have the honor and privilege of serving as the president. Congratulations on your recent victory. Thank you. Thank you. You're feeling feeling good and happy, or do you feel a little bit like, oh, what have I gotten myself into? It's a mixture of both. It's, you know, like that nervous excitement kind of energy. I quite literally this weekend had spent four hours already drafting plans for next semester and what I wanted to do. So, you know, I'm just hoping like with the pandemic and everything, I can really get some stuff moving along um, and really work with the students more and work for the student body. Great. Excited about that. So um, maybe just start with whatever whatever popped into your mind as you were posed this question, What what matters to you and why? I think the one thing that stood out the most to me was connection, you know, whether it be familial, relational, business, you know, whatever sense of the imagination. Um, I just think, you know, it's the idea of connection that really keeps me going every day. It was why I ran in the election, um, you know, and this year I've really seen that connection has built me this solid support system for when I need encouragement. And it's, you know, also served as a motivational factor um, to be better for those that I'm connected to. Uh, I think with the pandemic and, you know, the idea of isolation, uh, it, it showed me how much I really view human relationships and human connections, despite the fact that I call myself an introvert, but maybe I'm discovering at a bare minimum, I'm an ambivert. Um, but truly, I miss the socialization and getting to know new people or, you know, getting to further develop relationships. You know, I missed having conversation um, and the sense of care that's wrapped around every connection I have. So I, I think my big catch-all answer would probably be connection, you know, the energy you get from conversing with someone, sharing pieces of your thoughts and experiences, persuasion, you know, what have you. I think it's just really eye-opening and engaging. Do you have a sense for the why part of the question? The why is just kind of an ongoing learning process for me. You know, as I said, it's, you know, sometimes I, I take for granted, you know, having a, like having a family, you know what I mean, and having such great friends that are there to support me. And I realize that in the toughest of times that I have people that are surrounded, that surround me and just truly support me and uplift me. And I think, I think that's my why, because I think that's what, you know, really keeps me going on days that I really don't want to. It's the good stuff when things are going well, and it's the tether when things are going less well, yeah. right? So how have you thought about that changing in the midst of this season that we've been in, you know, certainly of pandemic, but also of, uh, you know, a difficult election season in the United States. My sense was that the Bucknell election was was civil and um, had two wonderful candidates sort of uh, with lots of sharing over, overlapping values and things like that, but a difficult election season for the nation. 
um, as well as kind of a summer where we were reminded again about the legacy of uh, racist violence. Um, how, how has your thinking about what matters to you shifted, if at all, during that time? I think um, most definitely being in isolation and being in quarantine has really allowed me the opportunity to educate myself on these issues, um, especially, you know, issues with police brutality and, you know, racism in America. I, I had never truly sat down and taken time to digest that. And I think, you know, quarantine allowed us all to kind of focus in and, you know, open our eyes more and, you know, turn a listening ear. Um, and, you know, I just, I realize, you know, I'm not directly affected by the issue. And, you know, there's a sense of privilege that comes with that. But it is something I deeply care about. I find, you know, I'm, I, I empathize and I feel, um, I feel that there should be, you know, an aspect of connection to this issue, you know, this issue of human rights um, and equity in the nation. So in that sense, I think, you know, with everything that's going on, I think I've definitely kind of expanded my thinking and just, you know, it's opened me up to more understanding. Mm -hmm. Yeah, the the question of uh, sort of empathy, I think, is is really driven by, by connection, isn't it? And, yeah. uh, you know, the it is possible to connect to stories that are different than ours. Yeah. Um, and I do think we've had a collective opportunity, all of us, you know, for whom this isn't a daily reality, um, in the midst of a time when, when less was probably going on for most folks um, to have George Floyd's sort of story and, and mm -hmm. picture uh, and Breonna Taylor and Ahmaud Arbery as well, kind of all in yeah. quick succession, I think, I think did force um, lots of us to kind of reckon with this in a different, uh, a different way. And I do think connection is, is perhaps at the heart of it. Um, yeah. Uh, there have been been ways in which uh, privileged populations maybe have have uh, been able to opt out, right, or to see right. see something different. Um, right. And then, how about you know what is what is your experience or your practice of connection been during during pandemic days? You know, in a more interpersonal level, it's definitely taken a more remote centric route. <laughs> a lot of FaceTiming, a lot of calling, a lot of texting. Um, you know, even Zooming, and you know screen sharing uh, movies or videos to watch together. <laughs> so it's definitely been um, interesting how that's kind of like taken a twist. But, you know, I feel even though I can't be there in person with my friends, I still have an aspect of connection. You know, I'm still talking to people daily and, you know, conversing with them. I think something that I was permitted without the pandemic was the opportunity to meet new people and engage in person. And, you know, there's just an aspect of being face to face with someone and being able to talk with them and, you know, just truly look at them and see where they're coming from and gain the sense of understanding when you meet someone new or when you're deepening a relationship that's just no longer there. And I think that's something I definitely miss now that we have, um, you know, all these restrictions and regulations. Seeing the bottom half of people's faces on, uh, <laughs> you know, in real life rather than just on a screen. Yeah. It's, right, uh, right. it's, it's, uh, we, we've found, found ways. I mean, I think, I think, yeah, lots of love can come through zoom and mm -hmm. FaceTime and text messages and, yeah. uh, and all of that sort of stuff. Um, we can, we can still, you know, 
consume media and and uh, talk about it together and those kinds of things. But it, yeah. it does take a, an extra effort, doesn't it? Most definitely. What advice do you have for folks around this question of connection? What would you wish that your your peers and your classmates knew or were doing that they may 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 value your wisdom on? Oh my. <laughs> um, I mean, I guess don't take it for granted. Um, I think Bucknell creates such a social scene, which is really cool and awesome. Maybe not so much during a pandemic, but you know, it's it's a great opportunity to meet people, and it's a great opportunity to meet like-minded people. So just you know, don't be afraid to put yourself out there and try new things and meet new people. And then also remember to kind of like I said, reflect and just appreciate those people that you meet along the way. I think there's so many opportunities that Bucknell has provided me with um, being able to work with you being one of them of course Um, and I think you know sometimes you know I don't really I see like all the amazing things that have been done in my life and you know connection is one of the biggest factors in that and so just kind of you know appreciating that and especially during the Thanksgiving season take time to be thankful and grateful for the people that you have around you that have supported you. Yeah, I appreciate that for sure. I do think I think part part of the work of this season is appreciating connection, even in its uh, you know absence uh, in the patterns that we're more used to. Right there, are, there are absolutely ways that we can pay attention to and uh, and appreciate the good stuff along the way. Yeah. One of the things maybe that we say to incoming students that I wish we could just narrate ever so slightly differently is like you know, try everything, right? Or like try try all, mm-hmm. all sorts of new things and like meet all sorts of new people, which I think is certainly right. But I also think it's it's really a question of with whom are we going to invest our time and energy? Yeah. Um, and so I wonder if you just might, I don't, I don't have a great question <laughs> about that. <laughs> I just have been, been reflecting on the word community means a lot of different things. And I appreciate mm-hmm. the way you've, you've used the word connection, right? And so as you think yeah. about connection, as you think about, you know, the various opportunities that we have and the relationships that have become important to you, like how how do you think about those yeah. sort of overlapping words? I really have had a battle with, you know, looking at friendships and, you know, making sure that these friendships were uplifting me and, you know, pushing me to move forward and just, you know, the kind of energy that was being brought to the table. And I think it's really, I think it's really critical with who you surround yourself with. Um, You know, of course, there's never, it's never going to be a smooth path in any friendship and any, you know, in any relationship that's worthwhile. Um, And I think I've had difficulty with drawing the line when, you know, too much of something um, occurs in a relationship. I think meeting people and starting on the same moral foundation um, is really, really critical. I think it's really telling of a person with, you know, how confident they can be with their with their morals. Um, I know going into college, one of my big things was, you know, my mom also had stressed this, was just meeting a good group of Christian friends that had the same values as I did. And, you know, surrounding myself with people that would kind of, you know, reinforce that and just encourage that. Um, And so that's definitely been really big for me, finding people that, you know, kind of agree with that mindset. And, you know, 
also not limited to the religion. I think you can be devout in any religion, but just having someone that's confident, you know, in what they believe in and that, you know, they will not be deterred um, by any other person. I think that's really important just looking at that. Yeah, I think finding finding people where there's overlapping values, whether they're religious or otherwise, and and you're right, kind of finding folks who, whose commitment to their values, um, you know, plays out is uh, is a big thing. Lovely to talk with you today, Maddie. I w- wish you much success for the next few days, uh, getting all the work done and uh, an interim break full of uh, food and gratitude and family time. And uh, a happy and uh, easy final season, followed by a much-deserved break. Um, and and look forward to continuing to work together in future semesters. And you as well. I hope you all are well, you and your family. My name is Bernadette Bernie Maramis. I am the class president of 2024. Um, I plan on majoring in political science, and I am from Southern California. Ready to just jump in and give us your answer to the question? Yeah, sure. (laughs) Um, I think for me, like when I was thinking about this last night, I think the thing that matters most to me is making my family proud. Um, I'm an incredibly like family oriented person, and I deeply value like the opinions that my parents and my family members have of me. Um, especially since my parents are, um, they basically are like living like the immigrant American, American dream, um, having to start from the ground up, working like barely minimum wage jobs just to get by. Um, I hold that like very deeply in my heart, um, knowing that they've just sacrificed so much, um, for like me and my siblings. Um, and I want to make sure that like all of the adversities and all like the troubles they went through, like were worth it. Um, and yeah, I think that's what matters to me the most. Love it. Thanks, Bernie. I really appreciate that. Will you tell us a little bit about who's in your family? Yeah. So, um, I have my dad, um, he works at Google. Um, and I also have my mom who is a stay at home. And then I have two brothers, um, one who is a senior in high school and one that's in sixth grade senior in high school in sixth grade and you're all they're they're both doing remote education right now i imagine yes yeah Yeah. it's very hard for them (laughs) yeah yeah it is hard and you're just like lounging around the house now that your finals are done just like pretty much lording it over them sleeping (laughs) in you know making fun of them while they're on their class zooms and all that stuff exactly yeah i mean like i'll literally wake up at like noon and my my siblings are already like up and out of doing school and stuff four hours into their school days or whatever it is, right? Exactly. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, you got to take advantage of those moments with little brothers. I think it's important. So say more about what living the uh, American immigrant dream means for you and your family. Yeah, so when I was first born, like my parents did not have like steady income at all. Um, Like they were living paycheck to paycheck, um, you know, like just trying to get by with a child. And so, you know, it kind of was just them taking every opportunity that they can possible um, and trying to, you know, make a living out of themselves and hopefully, um, you know, have better lives for their for their kids. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I appreciate that. And so so if the the what matters to you is making your family proud, do you have an insight 
like what what is it around the why side of the question what what were you thinking about as you pondered the why um I mean I think honestly the why part is just because they've sacrificed so much for me um that I kind of just want like everything that I do I I I kind of owe it all to them um like yeah they are my accomplishments but just as much as they are my accomplishments they're theirs um and so I kind of want to do everything that I possibly can to tell them like everything that you've done and sacrificed was worth it. Yeah, I appreciate that. You're part of part of something bigger, even if it's just in this case, you know, those five people, but I know exactly. it's not those five people only. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And then the next sort of logical question would be the how. So is that is that, you know, play out through your academic work mostly or your college life or is there is there more to it than that? I think it's definitely like in my college life. Um, so like coming to Bucknell, like I'm posse scholar. So like having to go through like those three, like very competitive rounds, I think there were like around like 2,500 applicants. Right. Um, and so, you know, my, I guess my journey to Bucknell is a little, di- little bit different than most. I do have two other siblings. And so I want to make sure that like my parents are kind of at ease when it comes to those like financial burdens of college. Um, and so I think that's definitely plays a big factor. So then what we've been asking folks thereafter is like, what, if anything, as you think about this landscape of the things that matter to you has changed during this, this, you know, almost a year now that we've been living in pandemic time, which has been marked, I think, significantly, not only by the disease and our efforts to mitigate, um, and and the isolation or the changes in kind of lifestyle, but also, of course, a summer, you know, with this fierce focus on racial justice and violence and all of this stuff. Like what what, if anything, has changed as you think about the stuff that matters most to you? Um, I think, honestly, like since the beginning of the pandemic, honestly, like living with my family, like in close quarters, like it's great. But also, at the same time, can kind of be kind of annoying just, you know. <laughs> not being able to like leave the house and like take a break from one another because breaks are just as good as like bonding. Sometimes we need to be away from the people we love the most, right? Even if it's just exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. I hear that. that. Um, going into Bucknell and like living on my own, um, for like the first time was definitely eye opening. Um, just how much I've kind of take it for granted. Um, like my parents and like my siblings, just because like, especially during pandemic time, not being able to like go out a lot um, was definitely kind of lonesome. Um, and I would find myself kind of like calling my parents like um, once a day or like maybe like three times a day. <laughs> um, and, you know, I would just be, like be talking to my mom, like just, I would literally keep her on the phone just for background noise. Because I guess like that's what kind of kept me sane throughout the semester. Um, so definitely like with the pandemic and like going to school during a pandemic um, definitely brought like me and my family a lot closer. Yeah, I'm, I imagine I imagine that's right. Um, and I'm sure they're happy to have you back home, except for maybe your brothers who you keep harassing <laughs> during their their class time, right? Um, mm-hmm. So you graduated high school in the pandemic. Yes. And you started Bucknell in pandemic. <laughs> Pretty much, and, yeah. Yes. I mean, those are major life moments, right? Which I think, um, I mean, hopefully, God willing, right, that you'll be the only 
sort of uh, age group that has to deal with that kind of mm -hmm. uh, change, right? I mean, I, I really hope that we see with with the rollout of vaccines and with changes that are happening, hopefully this will be, you know, the beginning of the end of the worst of it. Um, mm -hmm. But but uh, so I know that you have, like, you only start college once, right? Um, right. And you had a, a kind of uh, weird college start in sort of the, the universe, but it's still just the one time that you did it. But what, what reflections do you have after the end of this semester, which I think none of us have ever experienced anything quite like this before, but for you and your classmates, you know, it's just, I guess the way it is, or is it, is it mm -hmm. weird? Reflecting on the semester, I kind of just have like a big ounce of like gratitude, like just being able to like travel out to Pennsylvania and still while it was hybrid, still having that college experience um, is something that I'm really grateful for because um, here where I live, a lot of my friends go to like the University of California schools where the majority of them decided to be remote this semester or quarter. Um, and they were struggling hard, like just like staying home. And I just couldn't imagine, you know, like taking lab classes online or just all these other stuff. So just being able to have Bucknell and like Bucknell's community um, and just like still having the opportunity to be acclimated to campus um, is something that I'm very grateful for um, and I definitely am not I don't know I'm definitely trying to outweigh like the benefits or the positives rather than you know the negative of living in a pandemic. I'm sure there have been man many struggles but I think that's right I think there's you know so much to be grateful for in the ability to do this work uh, in this moment in time, but it's also, it's been hard. Um, and I've, mm -hmm. I've been worried about folks for sure. Did you find you were able to find connections and make friends and, you know, be, be with people and find your people a little bit during your first semester? Yeah, most definitely. Um, Posse was definitely a really big help. Posse community at Bucknell is super strong. Just like saying that you're a Posse scholar and you just have all these people around you, like ready to support you in any way that they can was really nice. Um, and also I'm in the social justice residential college um, and just living with people that have the same interests as you um, was definitely very helpful during this time. I've especially held like deeply in my heart, like constantly checking up on one another because like during like the pandemic, especially, um, you know, people's mental health, like it's definitely being affected. And so just making sure like you have those conversations, even if they are virtual and like just doing some small things like dropping off food or just like saying hello, like socially distanced from a car and just like talking to one another and just catching up and making, making sure that they're okay. Um, is something that I have really um, taken initiative on, I suppose. Any advice you want to offer for folks right now, Bernie, having, having, uh, you know, survived and thrived in your first semester, anything you want people to know? Yeah, just take it easy on yourself. Um, you know, especially during this time of like, wariness and confusion. Um, just taking the time for yourself to just breathe, relax, drink lots of water. Um, <laughs> do some do some nice things for yourself, like treat yourself every once in a while, whether that be like, getting your favorite meal or just like going on a nice drive to see a nice sunset or just doing your skincare routine. Just taking that time for yourself is very important, um, especially with everything being so busy and online and straining your eyes, just taking your eyes away from the computer and just enjoying life as much as you possibly can um, is definitely something that I am 
like trying to adjust with myself um but also like telling my friends and family yeah absolutely i think those uh finding those sort of practices to help us survive practices to help us stay grounded all of that stuff um in the midst of this disrupted lifestyle is just so important right yeah most definitely well, it is really a pleasure to talk to you, Bernie. I am deeply appreciative of your time and your wisdom and your thoughtfulness. I look forward to one day meeting you face to face, but it's nice to see your squiggly lines on, on my computer screen. And, uh, <laughs> and we really appreciate uh, the opportunity to sort of share, share some of these stories. Thank you so much for giving me this platform to speak and talk and you know share my thoughts. It really meant a lot to me. Awesome, we appreciate it. WMTMW is a production of the Office of Religious and Spiritual Life at Bucknell University with funding from the Coalition for Life Transformative Education. We are produced by Spandin Marasini and Jack Rose, and I am Kurt Nelson, Director of Religious and Spiritual Life. Thanks for being with us today.